And we are back, episode 76 here at Sports Confidential. And uh, what a bumper weekend and week of sport it has been. Obviously, uh, the semifinals kicking off in the AFL, plenty of cricket, a bit of F1, NFL's right into it at the moment, um, EPL as well after the international break. And I'm here with uh, Liam. Liam, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good to be here. Um, yeah, how are you, Jack? What's going on? Uh, back again, boys, for another week. Thorny's back on. And I was wondering why I thought today, why is Thorny coming back on? I remember Collingwood's back this week. They're playing in the prelim. <laughs> We're still up and about. It makes absolute sense. And it's fair <laughs> enough too. But uh, how was the weekend, Hixie? I got to see you at a couple of football games locally. Yeah, well, it's been a while since I've been on because uh, it's a silly season now, obviously. The local club Marupna are out of finals, which is uh, disappointing, but I uh, get to enjoy the sunshine and see some local sport. You don't really get to watch other teams play when you're playing, so it was nice to um, go down on Saturday and watch Cody play in the reserves and saw you there as well. And then, yeah, Sunday in our, our league had their um, prelims. So, yeah, it's beautiful weather for it and, uh, yeah, it makes the beers taste a bit better, but you'd like to be out there as well. Yes, you would. And what about yourself, Thorny? You've been to Dimmies, you mowed the lawns. What's yeah, news in your got me, got me corded mower out. So. <laughs> yeah, she's going well. Um, yeah, nah, this is a good time of the year to be a sports fan, I guess. It's, um, you know, best time of the year for footy. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I've just been tuning in and, and um, yeah, watched both games on the weekend, a little bit of NRL as well and just and a bit of cricket. So not too much has changed. That is good to hear, soaking it up. But before we get into uh, the little wrap that I usually do, NBA season isn't too far away. It's less than a month. And I know Thorny is a big fan of the NBA. He told me, he goes, oh, I'm not going to do fantasy this year. And I reckon before he even closed his phone, he messaged back saying, I'm actually going to win the league. <laughs> yeah. So he was pretty confident in it. So you're back this year? Yeah, I'm back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. Hicks, are you back in this year? Yeah, I'll go around again. Yep. I think we're going to actually do a more formal one this year. Compared to what it was Formal. last year. So I have to get yeah. my suit back out yeah, for the draft. Hicksy had oh. the suit out. We might even do it at a venue or something Jeez. like that. I want to go f- I want to go full on this year and maybe yeah. make some stuff for the yeah. SC's putting on the tab, mate, I will be there. <laughs> yes, we will, yeah. The tabaret. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. But yes, it, NBA will be good. Obviously, there's nothing to touch on in terms of the NBA, touch on, but touch on. Uh, just want to give you quick previews for champions. So either MVP for the league and potential champion for in the NBA. Holy dooly. It's hard without can, even seeing the yeah. teams with the trades, you know, without them playing. But um, I can kick things off if you want yeah, to start. Us, so I'll, I've got I've got the Bucks winning it this year, and I think that Giannis has that real breakout year again and gets himself back up to the number one in the league. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Pelicans, and Dyson Daniels is going to get the MVP. The boy from <laughs> Bendigo. <laughs> Gee whiz, that is a huge take. I might multi then. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's his lock for the week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, a good one that I haven't even thought of <laughs> at all. I'll probably regret saying this because I hate them, but I reckon the Celtics might do it this year. I'm going to say Luca will win the MVP. He needs to have that year. He, I dip, he, he dipped at the end last year. Mm. cost me an absolute bag, but that's a oh, story that's for right. <laughs> moving on very quickly. <laughs> Not a fan of Slovenia anymore for some reason, but... <laughs> The US Open might be over, but the straight sets continued with Port and Melbourne bowing out of season 2023. The Dallas Cowboys have seen this script before, and will they continue their 2-0 start to the season? They've done this throughout the years where they give hope and they go, finally, we're going to win it. They're the biggest franchise in world sports, if you didn't know that for the listeners out there or if you're thorny. Uh, but, oh, but then my Bengals. Going the other way with the uh, zero in two start. Miami Dolphins are playing well. Hicksies, bang, bang, Niner Gangs 
are going okay <laughs> at this stage, and we'll, we'll touch on them later on as well. The Storm and the Warriors took their second chance, though, to have wins and make the prelims, which is good to see. Tottenham pull off an absolute miracle to be second on the table with the EPL. It's seeming that uh, the league's a little bit more open uh, throughout the whole league. Obviously, Man City's probably still the best side, but your teams like your Manchester United and Chelsea's, they're in 14th and 15th at the moment. So it's really good to see other teams coming up. Brighton's one of them. They got a lot of players that are sold, and the boys from, from the Spot podcast we'll talk about tomorrow. They sold all their best players, and now they're sitting fourth on the league. So they're becoming one of those clubs that's just finding a way to get things done and get players through the door. Um, and Carlos Sainz Jr. wins the Grand Prix in, uh, in Singapore. And to finish things off, Shed is still Shed. He loves the spotlight, Shed, and it's good to see that he is back. I just want to pip him back down and let him know that the CEO is at this stage. <laughs> just a little whack. Good shed. Yeah. Yeah. A little good shed, whack yeah. to Shed. And I wonder how he, I wonder how he's going to take that. He probably won't even listen to the episode. So he won't no, even he'll know. be front foot on that, I reckon. He'll be back in. Putting yeah. everyone on notice too. Yeah, 100%. Everyone is on yeah. notice today, Jeez. boys, because like I said, things are ramping up. It's finals time and we can't wait to get in it, into it. So after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the cricket. Um, I'm pretty sure, is it the ODI World Cup? Yeah, coming up coming very up, shortly. Yeah. He's around the corner. Obviously, the NRL finals will quickly touch on and the AFL finals. There goes my hero. <laughs> no way. There's no way we're going with that. Do you want to get into Hixie's Heroes now? We might as well. Might as well touch on it as we do. But um, <laughs> Hixie cool. wants a new segment, by the way, and he wants that song to be played. And I think he wanted to go a cappella on it, but uh, I don't want the listeners in on that. But let's get into Hixie's Heroes. Beautiful. After that uh, intro there, it was very <laughs> lovely and hit the high notes. But yeah, this week, Hixie's Heroes, uh, my first hero for this week. I've gone for one of our own, actually, Cody Vincitorio. Ooh. Yes, um, took his reserve side at Murchison to the grand final. Um, they didn't get the chockies in the end, but um, big ups to him, playing coach as well, which um, I think is pretty hard to do. Don't know how he's managed it. And uh, as a fellow long sleeve wearer, <laughs> the weekend, Saturday was pretty warm and you know, he did a good job in the long sleeve out there. So um, congrats to Cody. Didn't get the chockies, but um, yeah. Tell you big what, ups to him. you can give a spray. Yeah, he was not happy at three-quarter time. Really? <laughs> Doesn't say much on the pod. Just sticks in his lane, but bring it in, boys. Went off his Have a listen. <laughs> Slapping the whiteboard a little bit. I found a bit of those vibes. Yeah, I thought, it. didn't really think you had it in him, but well done and great season. No next week, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the old classic. No next week. <laughs> bring your mouth guards to footy trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's that. awesome. Uh, the second hero for the, this week, um, he actually debuted a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't been on, so I'll bring it up now. It's uh, the boy from Miami Hurricanes, um, my partner's cousin, Dylan Joyce, made his debut as a professional punter, which would mean something different if it, if it was your job title there, bro. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, yeah, plays for uh, Miami Hurricanes in the uh, college football league over there. Uh, where's number 94, which is the same number that Lou Headley wore, who's at now um, at New Orleans, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson wore that number as well. So um, big, yeah, big shoes to fill there. Huge. Um, he's averaging at 45 yards per punt, and they're 3-0 and o at the moment. So, um, yeah. So it's all him. Them. Yeah. It has yeah. to be. It's all him. I love it. Exactly all in right. the stats. Uh, the boy from Kyabram. So, um, yeah, if he's, he'll be listening as well. So, uh, well done, dog. Good on him. And the last <laughs> Dog. <laughs> and the last one, I've actually gone uh, Ron Barassi. 
obviously the passing yep. this week. Um, absolute legend of the AFL world and of the Melbourne Football Club and also Carlton as well where he coached. Um, six-time premiership player as a player Damn. and a four-time premiership coach. God, that's a lot of flags. Well, that's <laughs> world numbers. That is world. That is Bill Russell. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is. Um, 515 games coached, 254 played. But he was a 179-centimetre midfielder, but he won the goal kicking twice. Right. And the little fun fact about him, Melbourne wanted him so bad that they asked the VFL to start up the father-son rule. And yeah, he, he was I the second ever father-son to come across because Melbourne wanted him that bad they made a new rule. And it's still going today. And there's also talk around that they might name the Premiership Cup after him. I did, yes. Considering that the Premiership Cup doesn't have a name at this stage, which makes sense. It's true. So there we are. There are my heroes for this week. Brof, do you want to take us out with a song? No, I (laughs) I was this close to doing it. Not a chance. But what we will do, and you've nailed it again, Hicksy, so well done on Hicksy's Heroes. That will become a regular segment. Uh, we're going to get into the World Cup now for cricket, that is. The FIBA World Cup's just finished, as we know, Germany getting the chockies as we spoke about last week and Sheb was very uh, ample with that over social media um, and he only had good responses in comparison to my Sam Walsh most touches, which ended yeah. up getting getting up as well. My apologies. Thorny, you're back in the box, LT. What have you got for us? Yeah, so we might not jump straight into the World Cup. We'll, we'll just have a quick look at Australia and how they've been going in their preliminary games against South Africa or what you would probably call preliminary games. They're not um, yeah, just tune-ups. So Australia started off well, uh, went up two zip. Um, looked like after especially winning the uh, T20 series three zip, we're sort of thinking this is going to be a whitewash through both formats. So, um, But then after that, it went south quickly for Australia. Um, I don't know if they were maybe tinkering too much in the last sort of three games, but I, I think that every player who's played will have some part in the World Cup, you know, like, they play a lot of games sort of thing in that short span, so players are going to get called upon. So they had to chop and change a little bit, but, the, yeah, the last three games were all convincing losses. Um, first game, 111, second game, 164, and the last game, 122 runs is what we lost by. So cool. convincingly beaten in those games. A um, couple, couple of nights ago on Friday night, Henrik Klaassen, 174 off 83 rocks. Um, David Miller, 82, not out of 45. So mm, Paul, we, Paul Zampa got slapped around yeah, that game too. Most e- equal highest figures in a ODI, none for 113. Who was that too? For Zampa to get smacked around, who were we playing? South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. yeah, so like I think most of the games we, we got we got quick two quick wickets in most of the games. Um, you know, we were sort of knocked them over. But their middle order is going to be dangerous in the World Cup. You know, I think we sort of think when we think South Africa, we probably think of the Test Series when they come over here and we just smoked them. But one-day cricket and T20 cricket's a lot different now. Um, you know, We've just seen, um, I don't know, I'm not sure if you guys know, but Quinton de Kock has just retired from all formats of South Africa and he's only 30. Oh, really? Because they don't, there's a lot of players with a lot of, um, they don't want to play for South Africa. They'd rather just do the T20 circuit and get paid bulk because they don't get paid enough as South Africa and things like that. So when it comes to playing in the short format, they actually, a lot of their players, they're more suited to that. That's what they want to play. Um, you know, they actually want to be there sort of thing. But whereas it comes to test cricket, none of them really want to play test cricket because it doesn't pay enough. It's no, yeah, and they just get flogged. But 
So coming into it, South Africa are one of those teams every every tournament that you go into are like, you know, they're one of the staple teams. They'll, they'll be there. They have probably been the most cursed side in all of tournament cricket throughout the ages. They've come so close so many times and um, just not able to sort of get over the line. But, you know, I think they'll be a team to watch, especially in South uh, in, in the World Cup in India. Um, they've got a lot of blokes who like to play sweep shots and stuff, which is where I think Australia will get into a lot of trouble over there. So we'll move forward to the World Cup, which um, we have obviously qualified for. Our first game is probably the hardest game you could you could yeah. want is playing India straight up <sighs> at um, Chidambaram Stadium, which I believe is a new one that they've got, and it's a big turner from what I've heard. Oh, really? So I think we'll see. I think we'll see Zampa the whole time. I don't think Zampa will drop. Um, I think he'll play every game, um, but then it's. The spin stocks are a bit depleted in in the one day game for us, so it would be very interesting to see if I know they're going to play Maxwell. They're talking about playing four all rounders, which has never Jeez. been done before. Wow. They just want to have as many options as they can, sort of thing, because they don't really know what to expect over there. Because they've got these new grounds in India, they've all been you know brand new made, sort of thing. So they're all very weary of what they're going to be playing on. So is um, is, yep. Zamp- is Zamper up to it? Um, I, I'm just going off, yep. obviously, of what you've said just earlier. Is Lyons obviously injured, isn't he? I still think he is yeah. injured. Yeah. He's, um, he's so calf. then you've got yep. Zampa. Who else is in that pool? You said we're pretty short in pretty that. Pretty short. So I think Agar, and you probably almost class him as a bit of an all rounder too. He's a big hitter. Um, he's been around a long time. Everybody sort of knows Ashton Agar from way back when he made those test runs. Glenn Maxwell is obviously going to probably have to come in. He broke his leg, so he's been on light duties, warming up for the World Cup. Travis Head will play. He's another spinner that they might look at. He's got a fractured hand, doesn't he? He does have a fractured hand, but they reckon he'll probably play. Still, I think there's still, you know, still a few few weeks away, yeah. so they reckon they might be able to get away with it. But yeah, it's going to be probably be if this is if there's a tournament where where Australia are going to go out straight away, this will be the one because right. we are no good in India and the teams like Bangladesh. India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, even all those teams that sort of thrive in those environments will obviously do very well. The Australias, Englands, New Zealands, and those teams who play on faster, bouncier wickets are are, going to struggle. So I think it's going to be a subcontinent team that wins it. It'll probably be India or Pakistan, I think. It'll be one of those two. I'd love to see Australia just get through and make something of it. But, yeah, it's, it's a test and a half going over there and trying to win a World Cup. So... Lucky we've got four or five of them in the shed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like it. I like the answer. We're going to go to our next break now, and then after that, I'm going to quickly touch on the NRL and break down the AFL games leading into the prelim finals for both. Rug leg. <laughs> We're back to Thorny. I love that. And Drew's the rugby league's getting st- stuck in there because the Warriors had a win. They won 40 to 10 at home. They've been a dominant side there all year playing at home, and they will go on to the next round to verse the team when I find it up on Google. Uh, they're going to be playing the Broncos, obviously, in Brisbane. So Brisbane's going to be rocking over the weekend. So who's playing that? Storm. Playing Broncos and Warriors. Broncos and Warriors. And Panthers and Storm, Ooh, which we've seen a lot of times yeah. before. And the Warriors, buddy, they smacked Newcastle last week, I'm yep. pretty sure. Yep, 40 to 10. Got the job 10, done yeah. in the Storm, uh, 18 to 13 over the Roosters. So even after losing Pappenhausen, to be fair, they didn't have him for a lot of the season. Uh, they've, they've gone on to win, but... 
This is where we give our predictions now. We spoke about the NRL a fair bit, but for me, boys, the Panthers go on. I've said it for the last, I don't know, six or seven weeks that the Panthers will win three in a row. So for me, the Panthers win that one. I think they win it comfortably by about 15. How do we say it? Yeah, I think the Panthers will probably win it too, yeah. Yeah, Panthers will win. Yeah. And yeah. I think, uh, is it the Broncos? Yeah. Broncos will win too. Nice. I am agreeing with that as well. I'm going to go the Broncos, and I think that'll be closer than what people think. I think the Broncos will win that by about six. Yeah, Broncos all around. Where does the grand final get played? Uh, it gets played at TBD, so okay. to be decided. So does the, does the home <laughs> team actually get the ground? No, I do believe it's at, it says Stadium Australia. Yeah, that's in Sydney. Acor, Acor Stadium. Yeah, yeah, that's in Sydney. So there is the venue. I've just leaked that for everyone. Pretty sure. Pretty sure they, they have a, they have a massive crowd there. They can get one. NRL people don't rock up. They'll get sixty thousand to the grand final. Yeah, at, at best. At, yeah, at best. Fifty-five maybe. Yeah, yeah. There, there are known. Uh, league for teams watching from home. So I think they have like a higher viewership than the AFL at times. But in terms of crowd capacity, you could look at a game at Newcastle from the weekend. That was about 10,000. Yeah, rubbish. There's the results from there. We will move straight into the AFL now because we want to talk about it. The juices are flowing. Um, We'll get back in the time machine, as you like to say, Thorny, and we'll break down Melbourne versus Carlton. Yeah, I'll I'll take that away. So, yeah, obviously Carlton getting up in the end, but... Just having a look and um, you know, watched a bit of footage um, before this and and throughout the week on and just it was just the um, one of those ones for Melbourne um, stole stole defeat from the jaws of victory. I thought they just had they had a lot of the play, a lot of easy shots they missed, especially when they were up with about was it six five or six minutes to go and they hit a couple into the post and just missed some easy shots. Um, yeah. There's one. It's another one that they will just say, "What you know? What's happened here?" Sort of thing. So, what's that? Two. They didn't go out. Did they go straight sets last year? Yeah. Yes, they did. So they'll um keep them off the tennis courts. <laughs> They're struggling with that, and the and the decision that goes with that as well, not to play Brody Grundy, and I reckon because Shaki was the sub. Yep. If I yeah, am correct, didn't get used. So they, I, I think there was a there's a part there's an element of saying we don't want to play Brody Grundy as a sub, rather, and I think he would have obviously. Made a little bit more of a difference, and you're paying him seven hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever it is. Pies are still paying him a bit, so that's funny as well. But it's just interesting the fact that they didn't pick to play him, and he's obviously fit to play. And you assume that next year he's turned down Port, like you were saying earlier to me off air, Thorny, and probably going to go to Sydney where he's going to play every game. And you're just not playing this player because he doesn't suit the style, even though he's a um, renowned good player. Yeah, yeah. Well. I think they lack that down their forward line as well, trying to take marks. And, yeah, he, he might not be a good forward, but at least he'll make a contest because he's however tall. And, yeah, I don't know. Shaki as a sub is kind of a weird one. I don't know why you'd have a key position player as a sub. And just to – and it just, you know, goes to show they didn't even play him either. Yeah. Like he didn't get on the ground. So it's just a waste sort of, you know, you could have brought – you could have brought some leg speed in. You could have brought anything in and just changed something. And even in those last 10 minutes when the game was, you know, the game was on the line the whole time sort of thing. It was never a point where one team was out of it, one team was done. So to not use your sub, but almost reckon in a final is a cardinal sin. You've got to inject some life in there, especially in those last few minutes. So um, I didn't think, I think, I thought Petrarca was very good. I didn't think um, Oliver and Viney were quite as good as what I've, Probably what we've seen over the last two years, even. Um, yeah, agreed. Fritch just probably couldn't get near it as much as what he would like, and yeah, I don't know. It was very pear shaped from Melbourne. Nine seventeen is always you're not going to win too many games kicking nine seventeen. So 
Now, and I think uh, there was a few discipli- disciplinary issues. Obviously, Pickett had a few of them. Um, he had one of those roller coaster games where you go, geez, this boy's on and kicked, kicked a great goal. And then obviously in the end had that uh, bounce that went the wrong way and hit the post, which they had nearly three of them in the last quarter. It was that the Oliver where he kicked it from 50 and punched on the line and then Gorn obviously hitting every post but going through the middle at that stage. So that cost them. And then it was just one of those things, right? And had that feeling, right time, right moment where Weedering took that mark. Probably should have been concussed from the looks of him. He was staggering around like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky Three, And I was like, how is this bloke still out there? Um, and then he he makes the kick into the middle and obviously the rest is history from there. And Blake Akers, oh, wow. wow, wait. I was like, he's missed this. That is yeah. a, he's genuinely hit yeah. the base. I just don't know why he didn't take his 30 as well. Top yeah. of the yeah. goal screen, just take Almost back. blundered yeah. big time. Though. I think they could have went back to the middle and then bang. But I think it's one of those things as well. Crowd's loud. Yeah. Don't just, know what's happening. Just get it just in. Get yeah. it. Just get it in. But imagine if he takes the mark and then the siren goes as he's going to kick it. Oh, shanks it into the yeah. Rest. <laughs> just run shake, kick shake, mate. That's pretty easy. But uh, you did say Sam Walsh most disposals, and he was enormous. Well, he had thirty four and two. Yeah, he was. was I was huge. clenching at halftime as Vonnie had twenty as well. Um, and then Sam Walsh really pushed away. It's not all about me here, but he obviously had a fantastic game. And there was a few times he got caught on the ball. I thought, oh, geez, he's going to stuff it up here. Kicked a critical goal in the last quarter. Had that little celebration. Yeah, that was good. Ryan Devine likes that one too. Yeah. Little lick and oh, test the wind. Oh, absolute joke. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh. We're talking about him and he has some good celebrations while she's... Yeah, he does. Clearly uh, um, best on ground. Oh, well, yeah. What it, I guess, what it, you know, Melbourne, where are they at? What do you think? I feel like they've got a bit of a feel of Brisbane a couple of years ago to them. Yeah. Beaten quite easily in some finals. Well, not easily, I should say. Beating in the finals and... Toss up against Collingwood, probably should have beaten Carlton. Um, last year, straight sets as well. Where to now? What do you uh, think? It's interesting to say I've spoken to a few Melbourne people just throughout the weekend, obviously, at the footy, and they're not a big fan of Goodwin. And I'm like, he's have won a flag. He's have still made the top four twice the last two years. Obviously, straight sets both years, but uh, he, he's, he does seem to crumble a little bit, Goodwin, in terms of position. They've obviously got the players there. There's no doubt about that the nucleus is there. But, yeah, they've got – they start. I was going to say they, they've got to start well next year, but they started ten and zero last year and still crumbled it. So, is it consistency with their team as well? They I think just so. can't find that right mix between, but especially their forward line. Forward like you line. Got Sean Brown pieces. coming in, McDonald. Yeah. You got some Grundy down there. I feel Oliver. Obviously, Grundy wasn't the right option in the end. No. We all know that in hindsight, it's easy to say there was stage there. Where it was like, oh, this could work, but. Obviously, it hasn't. So, and I think Oliver didn't really get a good run at it this year. Obviously, through injuries yeah. and come back into the side and didn't really look that play where you go, geez, he's a contested ball. And whether that's through injury or just fitness in general, I'm not sure what it is. But I think you give him another year and just go, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. You go one one year's a blemish, two years in a row, a bit questionable. They do it again next year, well, uh, yeah. jury's out. They're still making it though. Still, still making semifinals and stuff. Yeah, exactly right. How many times do you want to make a semifinal before you change it up? Mm. Yeah, you can make them, but Chris, you want to Chris Scott, Geelong, yeah. Collingwood. Got it even, done. Like Collingwood, Collingwood have made 11 prelims in the last 20 years, <laughs> and we've won one flag. Don't bring that stat up. <laughs> that's so good. But, that's, but it just goes to show, like, it's so it's, hard to win a flag. It's, one, it's so hard to win it. You, you look at Chris Scott, and if he doesn't win that flag the other, last year, or yeah. um, if he doesn't win that flag last year, he's probably, they're probably looking to go, well, you know, we need a freshen up. Yeah, here. we need a freshen up now. He gets it. He probably saves him a little bit. Um, yeah, so it's it's bloody hard to win one. And it's, yeah, like we've seen it over the last, you know, yeah. five or six years. You know, we've been, we've been climbed there. that mountain and thought that we were going to be there. And you think that you're going to be there. And 
a West Coast rocks up on the right day and beats you in Melbourne sort of thing. You know, just things just happen on that day. It does. And rolling onto that, it is so hard to win one, but one team is making it look easy, especially on the road, and that's the Giants. Winning by 23, Hicksy picked them by 22. So I hats, did, and hats you off to you that. didn't put the video up. No, so no I didn't. <laughs> it might be in the fraud order. <laughs> I've been doing OT, mate. Give me a break. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, great tip by you in the end. And you know, obviously um, we were big raps on them to win the game. Yeah, I did say that there was a big, big sound, and um, I think it's getting bigger. Beating Port over there in the finals, um, pretty big. Obviously, Port had a few injury concerns with mm. their forwards. Um, Charlie Dixon, he didn't look right, and a few others there. But yeah, the Giants—they are just rolling on, aren't they? They're probably probably the most informed team at the moment, you'd say. Yeah, them in Brisbane, definitely. Yeah. I think from the way that things are panning out, and if we we're speaking about it again off air in terms of the midfield battle, which um, we'll get into for the Collingwood game in a minute, but. You've got Briggs, if he's right to play, he's playing a really good role. Then you've got the inside ball of Tom Green giving it off to Cali, um, Cornelio, who's been enormous as well. Whitfield, Whitfield coming yep. off it, our man Ashy. Even Callum Ward as Even well. Callum yep. Ward. So we, I think it was one of those things that you forget that they still got a, that nucleus in the right age bracket mm-hmm. and um, they're very impressive. But very similar to what Thorny said, where to now for Port? Obviously, they signed Ken Inkley in August. Should they have waited till the end of the year? Do you think that they'll bounce back still a young side? Where are they at? Yeah, I think you probably wait till the end of the year with your coach, I reckon, because um, anything can happen between then and now. And same with Melbourne, you make it this far and then got to start again, I guess, next year and um, to win the premiership. But, yeah, they'll have to throw a few things around. They need a big dominant ruckman. I think set isn't the one for them. Um, they got to look after that, especially with their young midfield. They can get a young gun uh, ruck that can – play 10 years with these little fellas, like your Rosies, your Butters and your um, Horn Francis. I think that'll take them pretty far. And, yeah, I don't know how far their forward line is going to go with Charlie Dixon. He's probably getting on a bit. Like, he was huge last year, was it? Or started this year, he was. Who was that, sorry? Charlie Dixon. Last year. Oh, last year, I, I reckon was, he yeah. started hot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting this time of year to see what happens. But um, It's all about momentum though, isn't it? Like I said, Oliver didn't really get a run at it. Charlie Dixon comes back in, doesn't really look fit. Boak even looked a little bit under the weather in terms of their their playing list and the way they were playing. So obviously being fit and healthy is one thing. Um, Having momentum at the right time and then obviously having the right nucleus of players around to get it done. And yeah, you had Ollie Wines on a wing as well. He's normally starting bull in the middle and pushed out to a wing. Where to for him? Yeah, Yeah, that's, yeah. Should he be looking elsewhere? Uh, well, I probably he probably doesn't have to because I reckon Paul would be happy with him. Yeah, you know, but I think he's just outsiders looking in as just a pure watcher of the game and lover of the game. I think he dropped off huge this year. Yeah, that's just a, from what I saw. Um, Butters and Rosie have gone well and truly past him. Um, so yeah, does he have to modify his game? Maybe yeah, just look to you know free up. Do that bull inside stuff, but yeah, it's it's a tough choice, it's especially tough. when you go out in straight sets. It's so hard to you know to to find the pieces next year. And you were talking about Giants midfield. I just want to touch on a few things. But um, they had sixteen plus clearances, and the stoppage clearances were seventeen to thirty four Giants way. And they kicked nine goals from stoppages. Mm. <sighs> Their midfield was huge. Yeah. And didn't even bring up Josh Kelly earlier either. Yeah, exactly right. Well, he's a superstar. It's yeah. good to see Jesse Hogan as well. Yep. Yeah, kicking form, kicking four four um, with it's injuries. All their he's had. forwards. But the funny thing is, wouldn't Melbourne love to have him? Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> it'd answer exactly a lot right. of it'd answer <laughs> a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah, no, well, 
um, it's just that it's all their forward line and all their back yeah. line as well. They all contribute. Like even uh, Bedford and Daniels, Jake Riccardi up forward, like those three. And then you've got, you know, like Sir Toby. Sir Toby and Jesse, obviously. And then, you know, if Cornelio floats down somewhere around there as well, like there's a lot of firepower yeah. right there. Josh Kelly can kick goals. Backline, Taylor coming. Um, who else they got? Haynes, Haynes, they've, right. they're and then Ashy coming off Buckley, the back there. Buckley, Ashy, yep. Whitfield, like yep. it's a it's a good side. It's a good it's, spread it's of Himmelberg has been. We just named the whole list, but <laughs> yeah, it but just goes to show the depth. Yeah, strong, how spread it is. So strong. Yeah, runs, and yeah. Kieran Briggs, who I honestly think in the last few weeks has actually been their most influential player. When he come up against Rowan in the first final, in the elimination final, yeah, Rowan in the first ten minutes was the best player on the ground by a mile. Yeah, and all of a sudden Kieran Briggs just started bodying him up. Mm-hmm pushing him around, and the game was done. They yep. had no more assertiveness from the stoppage. And then I, you see it again against Port. He goes up against an older life set who's probably not that strong and tough as probably what he was four or five years ago at West Coast. And he just bodied him up, and it was all over. And then, like you said, the clearance work was they were just waltzing it out of the middle, yeah. just streaming down to 50 kicking goals. So I think Kieran Briggs is actually – he is putting in a in a big finals performance for a bloke that not many people would know. No, no, agreed on that. And the Giants, this is their um fourth prelim in eight years as well. Yeah, that's so yeah. we're talking about Melbourne and that making it almost the way. The Giants are, yeah, almost the same. Yeah, they're not making down the it. Door. But. All right, we're going to go to a break and then we'll get into the games for the prelim final. <laughs> Back into it now, prelim time. And the boys are tell you, like, let's get into it. Come on, let's yep. talk about it. And I could not agree more because Friday night, Collingwood versus GWS Giants, we've seen this in a prelim before. We've seen it in a semifinal before. Um, but this one is, I don't know, just has a really good vibe to it for what's going to happen. First versus seventh, which is interesting enough as it is. Um, Collingwood go in favourites and deservingly so after having an incredible year. How do we see this one playing out, Thorny? Um, yeah. Probably going going into the final series, if you had told us we'd been playing GWS in a prelim, I would have been stoked, <laughs> yep. really stoked. But then the last two weeks, I've seen how they've played and I've yeah. gone, yeah, these guys are coming. These guys are actually a bloody good side. So um, how do I see it playing out? I think GWS are going to come. They're going to come hot and heavy very early. They need to. They, they, and that's what I think they need to do also. So I think it'll be you probably talk about the other three teams in the comp in Carlton, Brisbane, and GWS being so in form, so strong at this time of the year, whereas Collingwood have been probably the last five or six weeks of the season was a bit like, oh, we've just got to win one or two more and we're, you know, we can't lose second chance. We can't yep. lose home finals. Um, I just think that if we can settle in that first quarter, you know, and try and take like two or three goals into the quarter time, I can really just see us just playing on from there and just winning it easy. But I, if I start seeing GWS kick five or six goals in the first quarter and really start putting the pump on us, um, yeah, she she could be she could be curtains pretty quick if we fall apart like that. So, but I do see I do see Pies winning. I'm going to say we probably win by about twenty eight points. Nice. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, I'm going down Friday night, so of course. Uh, I'll be there always. Yeah, always. Um, but yeah, I think Giants are just playing like they got nothing to lose. They're just playing free flowing footy and um, they're really backing themselves. But 
I think whoever scores more from turnovers is probably going to be the one who's going to take it out because they both play that free-flowing footy and they just go. But if you get the turnover and get it out the back, you can score quicker. You saw it against um, Geelong the second time we played them. We were going so quick and then there was two Geelong people just sitting in the goal square. And so if you get it quick off the turnover and go down the other end and score, um, I think they'll put a lot of pressure on the Collingwood backs as well which is what you really need to do because if Darcy Moore gets his confidence up, he'll just take intercept marks for fun and um, it won't be pretty for the forwards there for GWS. But also the midfield battle will be unreal like yep. we touched on before about the midfields. But I think midfielders who kick goals on the night as well will be instrumental. So Coniglio, he had two on the weekend as well. If Colin could get that with your, your goeys, yep. your, even Chris, he hasn't really had the best year. But it, when, like last year and year before, he was kicking goals from the midfield and Obviously, Dacos coming back in, will he play halfback or midfield? If he's kicking goals as well, I think Collingwood would, yeah, run away with it. Interesting. I like it's, it. I actually want to hear it from your point of view. I though, knew mate. you'd you know, say like, that. Because we, we sit here and, <laughs> and we think we're going to win. We, yeah. We're pretty confident, like I said, you know, coming into it, telling us we're playing GWS in a prelim at MCG. You, we're quietly confident. But, you know, how do you see it? Well, it's funny. You both brought up really good points that I was probably going to bring up in terms of, I think, GW, GWS needs to silence the crowd. That goes without saying. 90-plus thousand people are going to be there rocking. Um, if it gets that ball on the roll, sort of like Richmond versus GWS, how they just sort of close the gap on it early, I think that's that's vital. And I think score from turnover in the midfield battle is so important, like you said. Generally, same thing. If you had said a couple of weeks ago about Collingwood easily, Giants' form is really, really building. But I think I think that Collingwood just have that last thing that they just pull it out and I reckon they get up by about 15 points. I reckon it's going to be one of these games where you're up by like seven or eight points and there's not long left and we go, oh, GWS is coming here and then you just kick that sealer and you go through and win it this week. That is my prediction for the week. So obviously you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah very happy. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks it, mate. It'd but, be interesting, like some of the internal battles as well between just, players like Toby Green and Maynard like going head-to-head. That would yeah. be unreal to see. A lot of effort's going to go into him. Um, Thorny spoke about it to me that Murphy will probably go to Hogan and Moore might be that floating player, which I think yeah. is really, really smart for the way that you guys want to set up in terms of that. I think, uh, for example, Toby Green, well, will Maynard go to him now that he's playing? I think that he potentially will. Yeah. I don't think that if Dacos comes to the halfback flank, he's probably got that running gun he's covered. He's up. No, he's not manning up. So then Maynard may play within there and then you'll have more playing as that sort of that free right. backman that will sort of chop off the play. But I think but, I think Toby Green will go to Dacos, but not to play on him. First bounce, he'll nearly flatten him on his ass. Not give away a free, but he'll let him know he's there. Yeah. Toby Green, he'll get in Dacos. I reckon the yeah, matchup. Yeah, good by the way. Oh, yeah, good I reckon the matchup will be with Toby. I reckon Quainor is going to go to Toby. Yep, I like it. I just reckon... He, I reckon he's got he's, that agility. I reckon he's proved a little bit more defensive wise. You can't you can't knock Maynard's attack on the ball type of thing, but Quainor's in his his IQ is yeah, uh, very it's very good and very strong. And Toby, um, you know he's he's an all round facet, and you've got to know you know you can't just um, he's got all the tricks. So you have got to be ready for that. Whereas I think Maynard's a bit one dimensional in his defense. He's hard. He's aggressive, and that's yep. it. But if he goes to ground or whatever, there's Toby's that slip gonna, out the back. That's it. Yeah. Toby's going to pick it up and he's going to waltz in. So I think Kiwi will play a much more defensive role and just try and he won't worry if he has seven touches on the night. He'd just be thinking Toby Green. I've just got to stop him. Yeah, um, well, um, and I think another uh, key component to it as well is Dugowie. I think that. It's sort of because you just have missed a couple of games due to the buys. 
as well. People have sort of forgotten. And, and like we said, we've spoken about the midfield from there. And obviously we know what Tom Mitchell is going to provide in getting him the footy. But I think he could have that sort of game where we just go, wow. Yeah. Like he yeah. could have a he could a have a game. Yeah, yeah, he could have like a three or four goal game, 25, 26 touches, and you go, wowee. Yeah. Like his finals built. We've seen it. We've seen it against West Coast when he kicked three of the best goals I've ever seen. If Collingwood won that grand final, he's norm, he yeah. would, he's norm and he's literally got a statue. Yeah. Right at the front. Like, at, for look Collingwood. for Dugowie to kick a goal in the first quarter and you know he's on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah. burst out of the middle and get one. That real yeah. power. Then, I guess I think um Collingwood's forward line is a bit yeah. – it's probably not as unstructured as Melbourne. It works in a sense of there is a hell of a lot of chaos going down there. But then you've got blokes like Majek and McStay in probably the last eight or nine rounds. Majek's probably been up and down, whereas McStay's been very um, consistent. Yep. You'd Sam couple, Taylor go to him? Yeah, so that, that's the that's what I'm, I'm thinking is that Sam Taylor will probably go to McStay and I think Buckley might go to um, – I checked. I checked. Yep. All right. Um, but then, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the makeup's going to look like because then you, you've got you've got McCreary in that as well, and uh, you know, Cumming will probably go to one of those smaller ones. But it's going to be a good matchup. There's going to be two teams going full full on attack. Um, I usually save this question for Anzac Day or Grand Finals Day, but. Liam Thorne is the king of first goal scorers. He absolutely <laughs> loves off it. So I would like to hear for the listeners out there, a little bit of mail. Hopefully hopefully I can put it out in the socials later on of who's going to kick the first goal this week. We'll have, we'll have a crack at it. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I want to take – I actually want to take Cornelio first goal. If he'd been 26, as I reckon. Something like that. He's come off a couple of times for me, though. I'll give you that much. He just – he is a front runner out of the stoppage. We've yeah. seen it last week. Those goals he kicked last week just streaming straight out of the guts. I think if they can get a tap in his direction, there'll be a goal within twelve seconds. I like it, Hixie. Jeez, um, first goal. I'm going to go to Gully. Yeah, I just reckon he he starts like you said. He has to have a big game, and I reckon he starts well. And yeah, he'll uh, get the boys rolling exactly the same way. Tap straight to him. Run Ta- yeah, down, he'll bang. Palm off one, I reckon. Yep. Might even be like a cheeky check side or something yeah, from 50. Real, <laughs> real psychic episode, yeah. this one. <laughs> and I'll be going. Just just reading, going. reading the auras. Uh, well, I'm going to go to the low-hanging fruit. And I think, Coxie. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nick Cox is out this week, I think. Uh, but I think Jesse Hogan kicks the first. I think that in terms of the way that it comes forward, I think it would just be one of those stock stand and take your jukes or a quick snap from uh, the goal square. So, What I, do you reckon about crowd numbers? Mm. Right, I'll put. If you can guess exactly to the number, oh, <laughs> to, the number. <laughs> to the number, if you can guess exactly how many will be there, thousand bucks in your pocket. All right, I'm going to go ninety three thousand seven hundred and seventy two. I'm so scared. Why did I say that? Know that ninety three thousand three hundred seventy two. Seven hundred seventy two. Seven hundred seventy two. I hope that was the first one. Now, uh, ninety five thousand. Three hundred and sixty-nine. <laughs> Classic. Uh, I love it, boys. Um, but there is another game on, believe it or oh, not. That will, oh, be, that will be on the Saturday. So we will touch on that now with Brisbane versus Carlton. Um, I tipped Carlton to win the flag at the start of the year. Uh, I've said it last week on the podcast, I think, and tell you what, halfway through the year you would have been like, yeah, this bloke sucks. And ju- and duly so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duly so. I'll, co- I'll cop it. Pillar to post. They weren't good enough in terms it was. But I think – from the outside, I guess Carlton supporters really understand that sort of the feeling of your coach only getting sacked and the turnaround that 
the supporters yelling at you, all of that. When it's not really your team, you don't really see it, I don't think, as much, uh, obviously with the social media and that that comes with it. But the turnaround that they've had to get where they are now, um, and to be fair, though, I think they were very lucky to win last week. We spoke about Melbourne, nine goals, 17. I do think they nearly played their grand final last week, and it's going to be hard to win up at the Gabba. Yeah, well, you wonder what happens like halfway through the year, how you go about changing a side when you've been, you know, pre-season everything leading up to it and then nothing's working and then you just flick a switch um, and it all starts working. But, yeah, I think last week was a really tough game for them and obviously going up to Brisbane makes it a lot harder because Brisbane haven't lost at the Gabba this year. But um, I would love to see Carlton get in the grand final just because. Um, because you know you're yeah. going to be probably playing them in the <laughs> no, next but, week. No, it'd be, it'd be good for them, I think. Um, obviously, all the supporters, the heartbreak of last year, oh my God, not making uh, finals, but to square off against the team. Square that off against out. the old oh, foe. Imagine. Well, potentially. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Reel it in. Reel it in. Edit that out. Bad. No, that's definitely staying in. In fact, I might even clip it for the socials. But Pies are up by 70 anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I um, like it. So How do we see this one playing oh, Yeah, like... I think the same thing with Carlton. I think, you know, in the middle of the season, Michael Voss might have just come in and just said, boys, it's pretty simple. It's effort and pressure. Yeah. That's all we need to do. If we if we, if we we win the pressure game, we're going to win the game. And I just think that's what they've done. They just bring sheer intensity. Um, you've got Kerno down full forward and he's taken three or four defenders. So you're, you're always and, you're, and you're Matt Kennedy's and these types of players who yep. are probably Motlop. not quite Motlop, um, even – if Jack Martin comes back in, I don't know if he plays a grand final, but just these types of players, they get so much more of a look that yep. he's there. But going up to the Gabatois is another thing. Yeah. Um, I think this is stability around Newman and Saad throughout yes. the year as well has been really, really mm. strong for him. Yeah. Obviously, Weering's been really good. We know that. Um, and then there's been a few other issues around synergy and the way that that works. But a little nugget from me and the reason I think they've turned it around is you've got that many bulls in your midfield. You've got mm. Kennedy. You've got Cripps, you've got Hewitt, yeah. you've got Walsh, you've got Chera, Chera yeah. right? So you've got very similar style players. And when the ball's coming in there and you've got your big fellas, it's like, well, Chera's going to get it for me and then I'll get the hands off him. And it's a little bit of, well, we get this, we get that. They were getting smacked in clearances. And then it sort of come down to going, well, who, who do we want to be a ruck rover? Like literally back to the positional of who's going to be the sweeper. Who's going to be this player in our team? And I think once they figure that out and they could move the ball a lot quicker around that, move the ball a lot quicker, the forwards get a better look and the next thing you know, you're fucking playing good footy again. I think on that as well, it's more about being unselfish as well, playing like you don't have to be the one that wins the game for them, but you can contribute in other ways and not just being that one person who wins the game. Everyone plays a part and, yeah, you, you make your teammate better. And just to add to that as well, I am tipping my lock for this week and it will be Brisbane 70 plus. Holy. As a lock. That is my lock. So after all the good things that I've said, <laughs> Brisbane are going to win this by 70 plus. Oh, my God. Jeez Louise. Um, Think about it. They Brisbane, oh. Brisbane beat Port by 55 at home in the qualifying final. They looked really dangerous. Even they missed a couple of opportunities. Charlie Cameron missed a couple. I know, obviously, Danaher and that kicked truly, but. I just have a feeling that they've played their grand final last week and, Jesus is going to come back to bite me on the arse if Carlton win this one. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going that outrageous, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think Brisbane will win. I think they'll win reasonably comfortably. Uh, 35, I'll go half of what you said. Yeah. Um, I think Joe has a big night. As a lock, I'm going to say Joe kicks five. Wow. Jeez. All right. I'm going to take Smokey and go Carlton. 
You're going to take yeah, it? Yeah, I'll just make it interesting. You're going to ride the wave? Yeah, I'll make it interesting. Um, but, yeah, it'll be under two goals, I think. Yeah. Should be a classic game. And, well, obviously, we'll do the grand final now. Yeah. <laughs> just on that, if Essendon were in the finals or any time. No, just saying that. Sorry. brought it up at any, uh, any time given. we got to this topic. <laughs> yeah. like, if, if you were to play any, like, which of these four teams would you hate to play the most out of? And at a neutral venue, though, so Brisbane. Well, fun, funnily, funnily enough, we beat the Giants. We beat Carlton. Um, obviously, we lost to the Pies in Brisbane. So, in terms of, I think Brisbane at, up there. I think the they're present, I think, present time. I think Brisbane up there. The uh, in terms of that, I think Essendon obviously would have a crowd at the MCG. Just in in regards to that. So for Carlton, obviously they love to play it at the G. They've been there the last two weeks. Brisbane at home, they haven't had to travel for over five or six weeks now. They're home. They're settled. Maybe I don't know the wave of Carlton's momentum, but I just think Brisbane there is the hardest to play at this time. Uh, yep, fortress. So we will. We'll get into the votes and then the quiz after this. All right. Uh, thanks for that. We'll jump into the votes. Start with the MVP. Uh, one vote. We've gone Kristen McCaffrey from my boys. Uh, bang bang, not a gang. Uh, he's a running back, or as we call him, a rushing back. Yes. Um, he rushed for 116 yards, and if he stays healthy, I reckon he'll go close to the MVP. That's Jeez, nice. that's a hot take. That oh, is spicy. Where's he got this mail from? Yes, this is huge. <laughs> the tongue is hot right now. That is chilly. I like yeah. it, mate. No, I do. He has had a great start to the season. Uh, obviously, got another touchdown today, but it's, they don't often give the MVP to anyone bar quarterbacks. Very rare for that to happen. True. I believe JJ Watt was the last to do so. Sounds like the midfield of Brownlow. Yeah, very, very, very similar. But hey, it is possible, and he's Love literally it. he'd be leading it right now. So you bang on. Thank you. Thanks, Google. Uh, <laughs> two votes in the MVP have gone Carlos Sainz. How do you say his name? Carlos Sainz Jr. Sainz yep. Jr., yep. He won the Singapore GP. Um, obviously ends Verstappen's race-winning streak. Um, the first time this year that Red Bull have failed to win yes, it the is. race. Um, and Max, yeah, 10 in a row. So it was nice to see someone else win for once. And it was probably good for F1 viewers as well because – Obviously, Max didn't win, so it was a bit of um, who, who was the next one to win. Even Shab was saying, he goes, what's the point in tuning in now? Yeah. He's like, he's just winning every week for someone that sort of loves it as a petrol head. So. Makes it a <laughs> bit more exciting. And three votes, the MVP have gone Tottenham. Yes. You touched on it at the start. I uh, got the win, 2-1 over Sheffield United. Uh, they were down 1-0 going into injury time. To the 97th minute or something yeah. like that. And then bang, bang, <laughs> got two there. So, um, and Ange. We got manager of the month, I think, as well. Yep. So second on the table. Not bad. After losing Harry Kane and the way they've won the other day, it's just like he's a messiah over there at the moment. So He'd get nice. a bit of coin for that too when a manager of the month. They would have something in his contract oh, to say. Sure. Oh, they would have been like, you're not getting this. Yeah, Let's just yeah, write yeah. it down. <laughs> Give me 10 mil. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll jump on to our favorite one, the fraud. Uh, one vote we've gone for Jack Brophy. Yep, thought uh, this would come out. For not mm. posting my tip on the socials. Uh, it's not often we get tips right, but uh, my tip of 22 points was as close as you get without getting it right. Yeah, it was. So it's good that points. you got a reason. You don't need a reason to give it to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Usually people just give me the vote. Yeah. And then it's like on to the next one. I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, warranted. Yeah. <laughs> and two votes in the fraud, uh, the Wallabies. Uh, they lost to Fiji for the first time in since 1954. Whoa, right. Okay. And uh, they're in... Danger of missing the World Cup for the first, uh, the uh, what was it? Sorry, in danger of not making it out of the uh, group stage for the first time at a World Cup. Really? Yeah. Wait. So, and they're a bit of strife there. 
And three votes, as we touched on in the cricket, um, we've gone to the Australian cricket team. Yeah. They've got spanked the last couple of times. Um, it's not good before the World Cup, but no. hopefully we don't get as badly spanked over in India. Like you said, it's mm. not our favourite venue, but, yeah, we'll see how we go there. VP's just gone whack. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like yeah. it. Now it's time for Thorny's quiz. I don't have a stinger for that one either. Have you got something for me? <laughs> Beautiful. Let's get into it then. Let's get into it. Right, yeah. So there's 10 questions. Yep. Last questions are who am I? Name's your buzzer. If you get it on five, I'll be bloody surprised. So don't even worry about that. Name's your buzzer. A point is worth one point. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> you right? Unbelievable. Yeah. I love it. We'll move on to question one then. How many sixes did Heinrich Klaassen hit in his knock of 174 of 83 balls? Close so, to the pin. Yeah, or if you get it right. Ben. 19. Jack, I'm going to go with 15. Jack is closer. It was 13. Oh, yeah. 19 bananas. Yeah, 13 fours as well. So, rightio, question two. So, this is a bit of a two parter. It's worth two points all up. Mm. Two teams had three players in the All Australian side this year one point for the clubs and one point for all six players. Jack, I'm going to go with Collingwood as one of them. And I'm going to go with Port Adelaide is the other. Correct. And name the players. Name the players, all six. Darcy Moore. Yep. Nick Dacos, Josh Dacos. Yes, yes. And for Port Adelaide, there was Dan Houston, Rosie Butters. Bang, 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 bang. Huge. Two points. I want to that too. Two points. Jesus. So you're on three. I am. What am I on? Uh, bagel. <laughs> nice. Question three. Ryan Fox won the BMW PGA Championship last night or yesterday by how many strokes? Jack, I'm going to go with six. Ben, eight. Do we want to go closest or? Yeah. Yeah. Jack, so we know he won by one. (laughs) 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 He's a mile off there. That is hilarious. Why would you? I don't know there's a question if it wasn't like outlandish. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's no, why I thought I, it'd be all right. That's that's why. That's it's, wait, we should have tuned in for it. Exactly right. It's like a caucus. Like, oh, what you got that question in there for? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Tyrell Hatton or whatever in the last round had yeah, yeah. Had, had a shot lead of it's like Danny five. Hatton. Is it maybe? I thought it was Jukes out. No, Tyrell. Anyway, yeah, he, he was. I like, had a five shot lead, and I think he bottled it. So <laughs> four on him. Four nil. This is massive early. Huge. Question four. John Jones holds the record of title fights won in the UFC with how many? Jack. Total defences or total Just fights? Just total fights. I'm going to go with 19. Ben, 18. Hicks is closer, 15. Yes. Oh. That was a tactic. I think he's defended it like 12 or 11 times or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Right. Let's go. I reckon I can knock him. The unanimous. One brings two, come on. That's right. Question five. Which NRL team was the last to win a three-peat? Ben, Melbourne Storm. Incorrect. Just go until you get this one, I reckon. Jack, I'm going to go with the Eels. Oh, he's gone bang. Jeez. 1981 yes. to 83. Yeah. Storm, I think, did it, and then they had it revoked. Yep. Oh, that wasn't part of the question. <laughs> uh, well, it didn't count, mate. Well, Joe didn't win those, you check it up, they didn't win those premierships. So. It's true. Oh, don't get into this category. I hate <laughs> this one. Rightio. Five one. one. Question six. Who won the Coleman medal in 2013 with 68 goals? Jack. Jack Rewalt? Incorrect. Ben. Tom Hawkins? Incorrect. Do you want to keep going? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Jack, Jonathan Brown? Nope. Ben, Jared Ruffett? Correct. Yes. yes. This is a good one. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. Difficult. Yeah. 
Question seven. We'll go closest to the pin. What is the largest winning margin in NBA in one game? Jack, I'm going to go with 49. Ben, I'm going to go with 58. Hicks is closer. 79. Oh, what? Remember when Memphis beat OKC two years ago? Was it that big? Yeah, 79, 79. points. What did oh. they score? You don't have it? I don't have it. It was like 150 or I think they were down by like 50 at halftime. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh it was a That's massive. Usually when you see it like 40 or 50 at halftime, it usually stays at that though. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was like. Yeah. just blew 79. Out. 79 That points. is right. Hang on. Right, I hope it's right. It's a quiz question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question eight. 5-2. Five, 5-2. Two. Five, two. Yep. Right. Who won the last ODI World Cup? It was... Oh, Jack, England. Correct. It was here too, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think it was in England. In England. It was in England. And they yep. beat New Zealand in a super over. Oh, yeah. That is right. Sh- true, true. 6-2. Hey. Six, Question. Eight. What? 6-3. Six, 6-3. Six, three. Three. Three? All right, cool. Question nine. DeAndre Smith has the most rushing yards this season after two rounds. How many does he have? Ben, 326. Jack, 219. Jack's way closer. 178. 7-3. see, there is defenders on the field. So. Yeah, i got no idea. <laughs> I don't know if this is too hard, but this is a who am I question. We'll right. work our way so what, down. Where are we at? 7-3. Yeah, so you've got to get it on you, four. Oh, jeez, you, you're doing well to get it on four. <laughs> I'm keen on this. Here we go. Righto, for five points, who am I? Born First of August, nineteen eighty-eight, in Geelong, Torquay area. Jack. Andrew Bogut. Incorrect. Eighty-eight. Did you say nineteen eighty-eight? So eighty-eight. Yeah, thirty-five. Ben Patrick Dangerfield. Incorrect. Righto. Four points. I played my under-eighteen year at Geelong Falcons before being drafted at number five in the two thousand and six draft. Jack. I'm going to go with David Wojcinski. Ben, Isaac Smith? Incorrect. One, but I really, <laughs> yeah, want, I really want to get this. I made my debut in 2007 against Essendon at Amy Stadium. I have also represented Victoria in 2020. Jeez. Uh, Jack, Ollie Wines? Incorrect. Jeez, this is a hard one. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. That's oh, yeah. no, good. <laughs> Where did he make his debut? Amy Stadium. At Amy Stadium. Is it up a bit there? Yeah, a bit yeah. hint there. Not bad. <laughs> ben, Travis Boak. Oh, he's gone bang. Wow, well, <laughs> well, He's wee. done very well. What a subdued finish. Still seven, six. Hicks, <laughs> you just nailed the oh. hardest question, but you have lost <laughs> yeah. the quiz this week. That was good. That was bad, eh? Very well done. Thanks for joining. Um, is he cousins with Elliot Yo, or he's not cousins with <laughs> well, it's a story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But like, I was waiting for that. For the listeners out there, do you want to give an insight? You got to give. You can't do the inside. Yeah, where, where have you heard that from? Oh, I don't know. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't want to give away his source now. No, give him away. Give him away. Do you want to? But... Give it away. Or do, right. We'll give it away. So I walked in here a bit late, and Jack's like, "Oh, because you're late, you got to take one of these." <laughs> Cards from the footy cards. Is that what I sound like? Pack. I said, yeah, no worries. Picked Elliot Yo. He's like, cool. You're going to have to add Elliot Yo into the podcast today. 
didn't. I just <laughs> remember. Pretty hard when West Coast aren't yeah, playing. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Over there and saw the pile. I was like, oh shit, how am I going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. And I was like, where have you pulled this from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, unbelievable. Happy. So from now on, if you hear a random name on the pod going for you and know. David Wojcinski was a bit yeah. out there too. <laughs> Where's that come from? You, you said it was out there. I, mean, I think Andrew Bogut was out there. We all know he's oh, born in Melbourne. Oh, my God. Jeez, I, I just run out of power at the end <laughs> what there. What a week it was. What a week it was. Good luck for the Pie Boys on Friday night. Uh, hopefully we'll either see Thorny next week or we won't see him until NBA season starts That's again. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining in. Good luck again. Thanks for everyone that's tuned in out there. Make sure to give it a five-star rating, share on the socials, all that stuff, because that actually does make a difference and it'll help us one day make this become a full-time job or if not, uh, I'll just run away with all the money and we'll see what happens from there. But no, thanks for tuning in. Got some new power coming out soon. Thanks for coming on again, boys. Trip, trip. Giddy up. Let's go.